Hello and welcome to the Getting Messy podcast, episode three. Thank you very much if you've if you've listened to the first the first couple of episodes. Really, we're really happy that well that people have actually listened to it for a start. But uh, decent decent figures. I'm joined as ever by um, by Jake Dodds. Jake Dodds no football at the minute. Is that is that hampering your your career slightly? And um, to be honest, one take, Blake. It it is. <laughs> Just to give a little bit of background on that, actually, Blake, just before we came onto the uh, onto the podcast, uh, described himself as one take Blake. He does like to give himself nicknames at times, but um, yeah, mate. No, with uh, with no football, with yeah, it, it's shit, obviously. Um, although we're trying to keep fit without playing football, so we we did like a little Zoom session last night with the lads. Did a bit of a fitness session, brutal. Um, and yeah, we did a bit of a five-kilometer league on the Saturday as well. But um, yeah, without without no football, mate, it's it's crap. There's no there's no denying it. What does that entail? A, a Zoom session that's that's horrendous. Oh, just all the stuff that you don't want to do, like the core stuff yeah. that non-league footballers don't want to do anyway. To be fair, court like press ups, sit ups, all that sort of crap. But um, yeah, mate, missing it, missing it a lot. To be fair, but at least at least professional football has, has stayed on this time though. Yeah, at least we've got something to something to watch. Just to give some context to the one take Blake thing, because he's tried to he's obviously tried to pull me off this week <laughs> when normally it's the other way around. What was that? Oh well I'll just do it. Is it one take I've got a one take Blake, I'll just do it. I'll just do the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. just done it in one take. Yeah, that's it, mate, yeah. Yeah. Like you you don't need to prepare, you just come in, you're professional, you're on another podcast, you're a sports journalist. Um I'm merely a non league footballer, just here to support the cause. <laughs> I feel bad now. Yeah, we won't mention me, won't mention my uh, my other nickname. Anyway, today we're gonna have um, another. I don't know. Every week I say it, it's like, oh, another great guest. But it is. It is. It's a brilliant guest today, uh, Joe Lolly, and he's got a brilliant story. I think not so long ago, Dodgy was playing at a more lower level than what you're playing at. Yeah, so that is something that is it, like is going to be really interesting to to hear sort of his rise. So he like he's. So, not to give too much away, so he went from, it was Littleton, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Kidderminster, and then signed for his professional club, Huddersfield. But also, as well as that, I think he played for the Univers- University of uh, England Universities, or Brit- British Universities, I believe. That's even your research. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I think it's British Universities. Um and uh, yeah, he scored something mad like eighty odd goals for Littleton. So yeah, it'd be really interesting to, to get his, to get his thoughts on that. I love that. Let's uh, let's not spoil it too much and then give all the facts away. Anyway, there you go. That's that's dodgy for another week. Let's uh, let's have a listen to, uh, to Joe Lolly. Yeah, not too bad, you. Sam, yeah, Sam, thank you. Thank you for this, mate. Really appreciate it. No, no worries at all. No worries. Ben forced me to come on, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Same as every other guest I've got. See me looking up, it's because someone's took a good good shot in the ball. So we should be watching it ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> you back to anyone? Um I I have. Um I went with just Bryson, but you know, everyone's gone with him. Shafalai and John Ram. 
They're my three. Do you play a bit, do you? Uh, yeah, I try to get around yeah. five times a week. <laughs> <laughs> Just to keep you running. I usually play about two or three times a week. So I do play quite a lot. But obviously not at the moment. And in the winter, it's a bit... Getting people out there is, is uh, difficult. You got a handicap in that then? Uh, 10.7 specifically. Yeah. 11. You don't keep on top of it then? No, no, no. I don't know precisely, but <laughs> 10.724, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it'd be 11. Welcome to the Getting Messy podcast. Can we just first apologise on behalf of myself and, and Jake Dodds beside me for um, another person that's been conned onto the podcast by Ben Osborne. <laughs> a podcast no one's ever heard, but we still get good names. Um, <laughs> how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. As you said, I think uh, Benny's, Benny's doing a lot of work at the moment. So, uh, no, it's an absolute pleasure to come on. I've listened to both of them so far, so I've uh, enjoyed them. Apart from stealing, talking about Man United all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dropping the, the big name players. Yeah, I don't know if you met, I don't know if you mentioned he played for Man United. Yeah, <laughs> but I liked, I liked the disclaimers that he kept putting in that uh, I don't want to keep talking about Manchester United. Yeah, <laughs> when I knew an older, I'm going anyway. <laughs> yeah, but for the next forty minutes. Listen, yeah. How's it? How's lockdown? And oh, it's international break for you, isn't it? Is it been it? Or is it that from Saturday? Yeah, we've got. A, uh, three days off, so um, see, not much you, not much you can do really. Just sit in the house and play Call of Duty for three days straight, without the interruption of training. So that's about as um, about as much as we're getting. Yourself? And watch videos of Lionel Messi. Yeah, yeah, watch videos. Trying to try and contact him for you, but it's not going well at the moment. It's a. It's actually like we we came up with this concept, and I don't know how much Ben's told you. We came up before the, with the name before we had the podcast, and then one of the first names, genuinely, it was on it. One of the first names that was mentioned was Joe Lolly. He was like, he's not even he's not a football fan. He's a Messi fan. Like he's watched every game Messi's ever played. He's <laughs> the one on the podcast. Is that right? You you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Admittedly, it's less now. More because it's quite difficult to watch all the... I, 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 it's hard to find where, where the games are these days. And now that you're but, fully doing that. But back in the... Yeah, I'd say for the first... Up to about 2016, I probably watched... Probably missed about five games of his whole career, so... Yeah. Um, and I've also just started learning Spanish, so hopefully if I do see him, can can contact him and uh, speak to him. Right, well, one of my tasks on this podcast is I'm the one who's got to learn Spanish, so if I ever bump into him... I've got. Oh, a, yeah. Can you teach me one phrase quickly that I can just like get his attention with? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say to you, Tim. What's I'm a I'm a lanky weirdo from England. Can you call my podcast in Spanish? Yeah, I don't know how long you think I've been learning Spanish for. But <laughs> that is definitely not a phrase I've I've learned yet. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can embarrass myself by talking Spanish. Oh, no worries. No worries. But I've been learning for I've been learning for about three or four months. So I can say a few words, but see, si. can't oh. quite say lanky. I'm a lanky northerner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, northerners a bit. Yeah, I'll take it. Well, uh, mid, Midlands. Yeah. Midlands. So we we make a point of the fact that I'm the 
I'm the person here that does the podcast and works on the radio, and Dodzy is the non-league footballer who plays at Step 6. And not that long ago, you were playing at Step 7 and Step 6 at a similar level. I mean, admittedly, you did rather better than Dodzy's doing at the minute because, one, you got into the team and two, you scored 88 goals in 80 games or whatever. But what what, what was that like, being being at that level and, and coming to where you are now? Yeah, it was good. Um, it was... Like my first venture into uh, adult adult football, um, so I think it was it was the Midland combination division one at the time. I think it was, um, yeah, it was a big step at the time, um, but yeah, I loved it three years, and it was just it was just a laugh with your mates, and still half serious. Obviously, you know, couldn't have more than a few fags at half time for the lads, but. <laughs> it wasn't. It was. Uh, I, I loved it for three years. It was just, just a, just a laugh every Saturday. But obviously, you still like take it seriously. You still want to win the league and and everything like that stuff. Yeah. So at that point, then, do you have do you have any idea or like do you have any ambitions of becoming a pro footballer? Do you think you had it? You had it even in you to to, to get to that stage? Or N- no. To be honest, I I was. I was at uni at the time. Well, I, I weren't at uni when I first started, but after a sort of a year, I did both uni and playing. Um, and it was just... People I played with used to say, like, oh, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. And I sort of, like, laughed off. Because I was so low, no offence to yourself. No, no, <laughs> but, you know, but it's, it's obviously, it feels unrealistic from the level you're at to think, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll become pro. Yeah. You think oh, I might step up like a division or two, you know, might might get to like the Northern Premier League or something like that. But the ambition of like becoming an actual, you know, full time and everything like that was it seemed ridiculously unrealistic, and it weren't something I was bothered by to be honest. Um, it sort of just happened more than anything. Yeah, I think I think from like a lot of our players, I think Ben found this when he when he comes and watches is it's like you might have players that have got the ability in some ways to make it professional, but then straight afterwards, they'll do something shit in a game or like someone's absolutely rapid. You think, fucking hell, why haven't he made it? And then he can't, he ain't ain't got no end product. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 There's always little, I think little chinks in, in people's, in, in games that stops them probably progressing. Played with a lot of good, good players, probably lower level, but there's always, there's always little parts of the game, which, you know, probably not good enough or whatever, but um, yeah, there, there's definitely people out there who who could who could do a job given the given the chance, and there's definitely people out there, but it's hard to find people. And I was I was very lucky and fortunate, really. So, uh, how did you end up getting the move to to Kidderminster then? To, I'm assuming some you know word got around and scouts started coming to watch you, or no? To be honest, it was, it was lucky. So at, at my um, in my uni, a guy put me forward. She was like a head of football, but he didn't really know much about football, to be honest. He was a bit of a... Inj- well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he won't listen to this. <laughs> yeah, go on. Bit of a... Bit of a... <laughs> no, it was all right. He was just like, he didn't really know that much about football, whatever. But I scored a lot of goals at uni. And so that he put me forward um, to like go to... Um, England trials, like England University team, which I didn't realise they had one. And I think it was good for the uni as well if people like you know represent the university. 
And from there, the coach there was coach at Kidderminster. Yeah. And he basically said, oh, well, come, that he got the manager at Kidderminster to come watch a game, England v Scotland or England v Wales or something like that. And then they asked me for a trial after that game. So it all come through uni rather than um, Littleton. Although I'm sure, like, after a sign, suddenly, like, all these scouts, people at clubs were saying, oh, we knew you from Littleton. And I'm thinking, you couldn't have, really. We had about 50 people watching the game. I'm sure someone would have knew if a scout was there. Yeah, if you get 50 in a game at our level, you're thinking, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a few people watching. I think that, um, that takes us nicely into, into our first question, first of the, the 10 questions. And who did you support growing up and, and what are your kind of first memories of the game? So my dad was a Villa supporter and just naturally, obviously, we used to go to the games. Um, I think first game I went to was Wim- Wimbledon at home. Must have been about 97, 98, I might have been five or six. Um, it was like Paul Merson, um, Ian Taylor, Ian Dublin, all those sort of players. Um, yeah, so those my first memories. And I just, I think we used to go probably seven or eight times a year. And to be honest, as, as I got older, I become more and more of a fan. Right up until I started playing professionally, really. And it was quite a bit of prob- a, a diehard. I used to go to away, ga- away games as well, so... I used to love the part about being a fan, I think. I remember Ben said the other week, he says that he can't really support, they don't feel like he can support football in the way that he used to as a fan. Do you still look out for like Villa games and that now, or is it, is it just not the same? Um, yeah, it's not, the, it's not the same, to be honest. I think I jump on a bit of a bandwagon, you know, if they get to a cup final or something and just start pretending that I'm like really into it, but it's difficult now. Yeah. As I think Ben said, to be fair, I was, I'm big, like Messi winning like the Champions League is like, you know, my my fan, <laughs> and fandom, so. Uh, Messi win the Champions League then Villa win the Champions uh, Well, I had one where I, was, I used to, I used to hope that Argentina won the World Cup over England. So that was my, that's how much um, I was a Messi fan. Uh, anyway, cheers. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, no <laughs> worries. No worries. That was that was my level of, of fan. Uh, it was genuinely like people couldn't believe that I'd rather Argentina win the World Cup. But uh, yeah. See, that that's... That, to me, because I'm like... I'm a similar to you were as a Villa fan, as a Derby fan. But like to, to have that adulation, it's probably why I'm not a footballer and it's why I just spend my time pretending to be a radio presenter rather than being a footballer. <laughs> but... <laughs> Now, I could never imagine like having that much adulation for a for a player. What what was it about Messi that like first? What was it? Just just that he's the best in the world, in your opinion? Yeah, not really sure. I I, I can't remember. I can't remember the, the moment of thinking like I'm watching every game. But I just I just remember getting into like a thing of I could not stop. I didn't want to like miss a moment of the game and stuff and like. Basically, become like Barcelona and Argentina fan through and through. Um, and yeah, I can't remember the specific moment, but yeah, it was just it was just pure dedication. Like three a.m., like Argentina v Ecuador in a friendly, and I'd be there watching it, making <laughs> making sure he's okay. So um, 
If you do get him on the podcast, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> is, is the ultimate, like, just finally before we go on to the next question, is the ultimate for you in your footballing career, like you going and doing well or Messi starting for Villa? No, to be yeah, to be fair, I think there's one side where it's like it would it would be my weekend messy come on. But uh no, these days I don't watch it. I don't watch it as much now. I think I think he's coming to a bit of an end and it's not he's not as exciting now than watching it and, and it, it's all a bit I enjoy watching him play and stuff, but it's it's not quite the same. And off number two, question number two. Memories of your professional debut now. I'm not sure at the time. When you went to Kidderminster, was they, I know they were conference prem, but were they part-time at the time or professional? Uh, professional. There was, there was, I think there was about six or seven um, six or seven teams in the conference that year who were professional. Um, I think we were one of them. Um, so, yeah, from that perspective, I think, oh, do you know what? I can't. Someone like Braintree, why real glamorous, Away game, yeah, um, yeah. and uh, I think I come on for about twenty minutes. And all my mates come down. It was me, yeah. Well, it was it was like my birthday weekend. And all my mates come down to watch, and we were going out after down into Essex or something like that. So I remember that. Um, well, well, I think it was like a nil-nil draw, but I did alright. And then, yeah, then I think I started the next week. Um, and then for Huddersfield, I think my debut was, which was like championship, which is more professional, was played Leeds away, which is a big derby. Mm. And uh, I think I come on with like four nil down after sixty minutes, and yeah, it was obvious. It was great. Like it was, I, I did alright as well, and I, and but it was, uh, yeah, well, we got battered, and, and it wasn't a great day to um, for a memory. Yeah, I mean, so like. Did you feel as though, obviously jumping up from from Littleton at time to Kidderminster, at what point did you feel like you'd you'd sort of made it, or did, do you ever feel like you you've made it when you when you start playing start playing at that sort of level? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I did at the time because that was such a big step up, um, as as you'll know, sort of going from having literally like no fans, you playing with your mates to then. You know, we we I think we got about two and a half thousand at games and stuff. So it wasn't like five six hundred. It was, you know, um, I think Luton were in our division. There's about they still got about seven or eight thousand there. Yeah, some big teams. And and so it was like it, you know it was full time. So it's training every day and highlight. There was highlights on t- and and little things like that and playing in the FA Cup and all those sort of things that I'd never done. Um, yeah. Well, I was only there for six or seven months, but I definitely like. You no, know, that was probably my favourite time in football. I'd say those those sort of six months. I'd say. Really? Just because yeah. it, it was fresh and like you, it was first on the scene, sort of thing. Or yeah, because it, it was because obviously it was like it was more serious. So it's like full time, and you you just love you know the first year you're doing it. You can't I couldn't believe I was like doing it, and then it wasn't like overly ridiculous, ridiculously serious. It was still like. A laugh, and there was like car schools, and and it was all like lower league, and everyone's obviously just like from the same area and stuff like that. So it was, it was a, I think, a nice balance of like professional football, which mm. I, I really enjoyed, and obviously doing well is always always helps. Did you find, um, you know, like the, the pressure on you was obviously for Littleton, like you say, you're playing with your mates and that. There's no pressure there really. 
So when you made that jump up to Kidderminster, did you, did you feel the, pre the pressure to sort of deliver? Uh, to be honest, I think I have to resign job because I, I didn't really like the. F I remember signing, so I signed like a year contract and with like an, another, they had another year option or something like that. Um, and it was, and I was sort of just hoping, I was thinking, oh, if I just get another, if I just manage to break into the team maybe by the end of the year or, you know, manage to start some games and come off the bench and others and get another year contract, it would have been like a good year for me being the first year so I didn't really ever put any pressure on myself and I think from like the first few games I did just really well and I just I just consistently played really well so it felt like quite easy yeah and I never really felt like the pressure of like really performing I don't think it was sort of just yeah I just felt all really comfortable and, and enjoyed it and all the lads were unbelievable with me and stuff like that and took the pressure off and it was yeah oh, it, was, it was brilliant does does coming through the route you came through, playing for Littleton and then playing university and then gradually getting through the league into the football league, does that give you an edge, like a different rawness that maybe players that have been in, in the like in academy setups all their lives, been coached and coached? Did you come into the football league with a different like a different approach, a different rawness that other players didn't have? Do you think that was an advantage? Um it's a good question to be fair, because obviously there is there is a few who come through that sort of route who seem to do have that that edge. I mean, I, I think the facts, obviously, I'm, even when I was 17, I was, I was really, I was still quite small and like really weak. I mean, I'm weak now, but I was really weak. Um, have like being playing against adults and stuff, I was used to it. So by the time I sort of stepped up into a first team environment, yeah, so um, I think just stepping up into a first-team environment, I think I was already used to playing against people who wanted to kick me and and throw me about and stuff like that. So nothing that really phased me, and I was quite physically strong, and I didn't mind being kicked around, and I didn't mind all that sort of stuff, where maybe players who come through, who are a bit younger through the academies and stuff, aren't um, as exposed to that, perhaps. Yeah. It might take them a little while to, to get used to like the pace or the physicality of the game. So perhaps from that perspective, it, it's a little easier. Just a just follow on from that from that question. Um, we normally get try and get the obviously the guests to name the team teammates from the day. So you can have a you, whichever well, one you want. You can have try and name the teammates from your Huddersfield uh, game or your uh, Kidderminster game. Or have actually got the one up for your Forest debut as well. I thought you were going to say my Littleton game. I was thinking <laughs> that, that was my. Talked about it. That was my idea. I was going to say that's a, uh, that's some good good digging on the internet to find anything to do with Littleton. So, so basically, we know that you've listed the previous two, and normally it's like you'd have it lined up. So we're going to give you the three options of which one you'd back yourself for. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done it. For any of these, so I'm interested on all of them to be honest. Um, we'll do. We'll start with Kidderminster. <laughs> so, Wick, can you tell me the game? Yeah. So it's um, it was Braintree, Braintree away. Was it Braintree? Okay. Yeah. yeah. There we go. This could be tough. Danny Lewis, Lewis, Danny Lewis in goal. Yeah, go on, mate. Danny Lewis in goal. Yeah. Uh, Lee Vaughan. Yeah. Josh Gowling. Yeah. Shay Dunkley. Yeah. 
Mickey Dimitro. Yeah. Kyle Storer. Yeah. Um, Callum Gittings. Yeah. Yeah, it came on for you. Okay, there we go. Lee Fowler. Yeah. yeah. Um, who, who would have played wide? James Dance. No, sub sub not used. Sub not used. Uh, um, Mike Michael Gash, great name. Yes, <laughs> Gashy. Um, be- Steely's best friend, actually. Interestingly enough, really. Enough, we said that. Um, yeah. Um, Anthony Melbourne. No. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Oh, he's there. Yeah. Yeah. How many is there left? Literally. I think one. Yeah, just the one, I think. I think. Go on. You'll have to tell me. Dunkley? Yeah, Yeah. Dunkley. I think it'd be a midfielder. You said said Johnson. No, Marvin Johnson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's at Middlesbrough now. So, 10 out of 11, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. Not about too 11 bad. out of 11 from Steely. What did Ben get? Six? Yeah, yeah. Ben was pro- that, that's poor, that. But it, to be fair, it's hard with Forrest because he, he must have played with about 300 players. Yeah, yeah 300 players. I'd find it harder doing the Forest team, I think, because yeah. even since my first game, it's ridiculous. Well, that leads us nicely into your Forest full debut then. <laughs> uh, Hull at home? Oh, full debut or Burton? Burton away, yeah. Burton away. Do you know what? Like, I struggling with a keeper. (laughs) Do you know what? what? Genuinely, I consider myself like not an expert, but like good championship knowledge. And I've just looked at it and gone, wow, for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of like moments in the game. Pantillamon must have been in goal. He just signed. Yeah, he was, yeah. Tendarico, right back? Uh, Yeah. Well, it looks like he was. It was left back. Lehigh Lee, Lee, Lee was left back because he got sent off. Oh, Leon's yeah, left back. Yeah, okay. Um, Foxy must have played centre half. Yeah. Right, I'm going to skip the other centre half for the moment and go Ben Watson, Jack Colback. Yeah. Help me because these all signed the exact same day as I did. Um, Cashy was right wing. Yeah. Because I was left wing and Tomlin and. Brereton were up front. Yeah. So the only other centre half would could it be Mansion? No. No. Other centre half. Who who was playing then? I don't know. Burton. Burton away. No. Figueroa. Oh sh- yeah. How did um, how did that afternoon go for you? Because um, it says here um, send, sending off twenty nine, uh, <laughs> lolly off thirty two. Ben Osborne came on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, do you know what? It's strange because I actually was playing. I was actually playing really well, and I was thinking like he's not going to bring. Like I've started the game really well here. Like Tomlin as well. I was thinking he's a bit of a defensive. He's not, you know he's not the hardest working player. And then I just saw me name and I thought, but then I sort of, I thought, we're down to 10, so it's going to be crap anyway. (laughs) (laughs) At least least that's wrong. Jokes on you. (laughs) And I've done well for half an hour, so I thought, don't spoil it. Just, just, you know, you've done well. Have a rest, play next game, hopefully. I think I did play next game as well, so it weren't too bad. 
It went like I got dragged after half an hour, so it's not too bad. <laughs> Question number three: What's your what's your favourite victory of all time in football? Um, that's a good question. Uh, probably thirty one size. Um, Kidderminster, we beat Peterborough in the FA Cup away in the third round, like a replay. And I knew I was signing for Huddersfield the next day, and it was my last my last game, and I scored the winner. I think on like the eightieth minute to win three two. I think he made the club like quite a lot of money. They were playing Sunderland away, who were in Prem at the time, so it was obviously lads were buzzing, and it was just like a great, great night. And like the last game to finish, it was obviously a great way to to finish. There's nothing um, like, is it? Sorry, There's nothing like a cup game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and Forest Leeds last year two nil. Um, I mean, it it went massively downhill after that. Um, but at the time, it was like I think it was, pretty, it was probably the best atmosphere I've played in, at, at, in a home game, like a team that I've, I've, I've played for. And yeah, I think it was obviously they were top, and I think we closed the gap to a couple of points in the atmosphere around the place, and just the general, yeah, the general night was 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 a great night. So I'd say those two. Do you think the the Leeds game last year? And I know I might be slightly biased looking inwards as a Derby fan. Obviously, I see the same brilliant result. I think it took you to third, like you say, within touch of the. The top of the league still, but it seemed a little bit premature because it was February and the fans were on the pitch and whatnot. Do you think that kind of was it a big result a little bit too soon, maybe? Yeah, potentially. I think I don't know. We had Charlton a few, maybe like three or four days later. And to be honest, the manager wanted a he wanted a rest. Like he was going to change seven or eight players, and there was a few of us who were like saying like, no, like we want to play and stuff. But he still made like. He must have made like five or six changes for that game, and even took out lads who like uh, Yori. I just remember Yori and Cashy, the right and left back, who were playing like so well, so important for us, um, and obviously so young and fit. They don't need to rest or whatever. Um, I just remember that game, and we lost one nil, and sort of we'd gone from that massive high to then losing to Charlton, and then Leeds winning that same night, and it was sort of then. Back on a bit of a downer, and I think, think of, to be honest, we should have just obviously kept our momentum going and just kept playing the because I don't think it was as such like the early celebrations. I don't know whether the manager maybe just underestimated the 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 quite like the the momentum that we needed to to keep going or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah, it was a very quick uh, fall fall from grace that one after the Leeds night. Well, question number four. So, it, I mean, it might be towards the end of that season. I don't know. Biggest stinker you've ever had? Uh, yeah, great, great question. Um, so many to choose from. Um, uh, <laughs> as a team, obviously, we all know it's Stoke at home because that was the worst day in football I've ever had. Um I think probably all our teammates are, might have say the same as well. Very um, hard to put the terms with after. I'm, I'm guessing so. Yeah, because I don't think I don't think we'll go for experience that again. And I just I just I don't know what like how to explain it or how, how it happened or 
how everything seemed to align. I mean, to like a seven-goal swing is just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, that was that was absolutely brutal. Um, and it, yeah, nightmares think about it now, to be honest. <laughs> so do you know, do you know as, as a player that obviously you've got to that stage and the seven-goal swings obviously killed you on the last game of the season, but obviously the results beforehand, do you look back at it now and think it's that one Stoke game that's killed us or is it the, the not just getting over the line beforehand, getting it to the last game? Is it... Is it a combination of both? How do you see it as someone who's involved? Yeah, I think obviously you naturally draw back to the Stoke game and and, and look at it and just, just remember that specific day. But we didn't actually play too too bad on that day. We we were actually we actually played okay. And almost at one one we got a bit we just started like we slowed the game down and, and it, you know, we probably scored our equaliser too early. If it was what if we were losing one nil We'd have, we probably wouldn't have lost more than 1-0 because we were absolutely on top. But as soon as we went to 1-1, we sort of like thought, oh, we've, we've done it now. And we sort of like just started passing it around and we got a bit complacent. But I think definitely look back at, we conceded 95th against Sheffield Wednesday after lockdown, 97 against Derby. That was that was brutal because we, we should have won that game comfortably. Yeah, so I definitely look back to a few like moments like that where... And I think also because we'd started after lockdown quite well, we started looking at like top two because I think West Brom and Leeds they actually didn't start too well, so it was only sort of five or six points off it at one point. And then I think the derby game it was almost like resigned ourselves to the playoffs. So we'd lost that like oh, we can't get to the automatics, and we were so far from we were so secure in the playoffs that we thought well we're in the playoffs that we ended up just not picking up sort of any points in games where we actually in the end needed to. Yeah. Um, so it was a culmination of things that ended in absolute calamity. Um, Is there any particular game that you've, I mean, not trying to dig you out, not, but like any, <laughs> any sort of game that you've had a massive mistake in? Yeah, trying to avoid that one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. There was, there was a few... Fulham at, Fulham at home for Huddersfield. Um, I do still blame the manager a little to this day. Um, blame everyone else but yourself. That's a key part of football. Keep the, com- <laughs> keep the confidence hold by blaming everyone else. Um, yeah, Huddersfield at home. I remember I met... I meant to start in like the num- number 10 just beyond the striker and I was like looking forward to it and then someone got injured and I had to start right wing and the manager wanted us like really narrow and then in the game just kept switching these balls and at the time also I was so unfit I hadn't played in a while and I was generally I was quite an unfit player at the time um, and Scott Malone just felt like the quickest player in the world that day left back <laughs> and he and he scored and he created like two or three chances and I was just getting absolutely like run all over the shop and then every time the ball came to me I was like tired I could barely like kick the ball and I just remember like thinking oh I am absolutely awful at football and don't know if I don't know if I, that might have been one of my last games that season um, the year we got promoted but I was rubbish um, so that that sticks out in the memory. It must be horrible feeling unfit in the championship because the amount of fit players there, it just seems like, I mean, the stats and the champ, the amount of running that they do, it's, it's mental, isn't it? 
Yeah, uh, people like Benny, like, <laughs> just, yeah. just, just don't stop running. Um, yeah, um, I think that's something, that's, I think that was one thing, to be honest. I, I remember that game specifically because I remember that summer I worked a lot in the off-season because I'd sort of, I'd been out for five months that season, I'd come back, not really played, and then I hadn't done enough to keep myself fit for when I was called upon. And then the games I did play, like those, or Fulham games, but I just felt so far off it, yeah. and yeah, um, yeah, that was wasn't a good day. Slightly fitted out, I think at least. Yeah, I think the art of a good football manager is to like bring someone down and then build them back up again. Um, so being a football podcast, we'll ask you a positive one now. Who's um, <laughs> <laughs> the best player? The best player you played with, like in your opinion, like for for what you've seen and what you've played with, who's the best player? Um, haven't got anyone from Man United, unfortunately. <laughs> Nothing to fall back on. Yeah. Um, I'd probably say Aaron Moy. The season we got promoted, Huddersfield, he was he was unbelievable. But like box to box, got on the ball, like could could score, could create. Dominate the game with the ball, worked hard off it. Um, yeah, he, he was r- really good and quite a surprise as well because ne- I, I don't think any of us had ever heard heard of him. I think he come from like the Australian league, and I remember even in his first session doing like a shooting shooting drill, and he was like firing them in, and you're thinking, oh, who's who's this sort of thing? Um, but yeah, he was he was really good. Um, trying to think now. Any Forest? No. <laughs> no, not really. No, um, yeah, there's been a, there's been a lot of a lot of good. I'm trying to think of people who really. I so could list you loads of good. I could. There's just loads of Forest. I feel like we've had loads of good players. I think it's difficult because we got promoted that year, so it felt even more like an, an extra let lock because we haven't got promoted. I mean, Cashy last year at right back was was brilliant. Yeah. Um, Reaped his rewards as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like it, it, he's right up there in terms of right back, and I think he'll play right at the top. Um, so. I mean, yeah, he, he's probably he's probably up there to be fair, especially for his position. It's just not as nice position as like centre mid. He looked yeah. like Aaron looked unbelievable. Like Cashy's like he's great because he's absolutely nailing people and like running up and it's not as like glamorous as it is. It's an easier position, really. I mean, I've played a bit of fullback myself, and it. It's, yeah. I, I'd probably say, I mean, not to take away from someone playing it fullback in the prem, but. It's, it's probably much more difficult to play centre mid than, than fullback. Yeah, I think you're, I, th- I, I do think that fullback is definitely the easiest position on the on the pitch. I apologise to all fullbacks. It's probably a bit harder now because they've got to like have a bit of going forward. But just feel like it is. I feel like at 32, I could definitely just slot into the left back for a few years, just yeah. have a cigar and uh, <laughs> channel ball. Yeah, just just channel it. If in doubt, just channel it. That's what I've lived by. <laughs> That's why you're sat over a beer, mate, and not being interviewed. <laughs> a, side, a side question to that is um, most technically gifted player you played with? 
technically gifted. I think Ben's Ben's had a, yeah, it's a, interesting. To, to, to be like, fair, to be fair like, to Ben, until he says Ben Osborne. <laughs> to be to be fair to to be fair to Benny, Benny's right up there. Like when you play like two touch, um, in general, like technique, crossing, like zinging a ball, and just like general technical ability. Benny Benny is very very good. Um, so in terms of that level, again, like Aaron, like people like Aaron Moy, left and right foot, and um, technically, like, I think I think I even heard Ben mention it, but like Barry Mackay, when he first when I first signed, he didn't really play, but in training he did some stuff, and it was like really really nice on the eye. Yeah. Um, he was a Huddersfield on loan from Chelsea and he was really nice footballer, like really good touch and and really like smooth and silky with the ball. Um so there's a few like that, yeah. Yeah, we had him at Derby on loan as well, Casey Palmer on loan from Chelsea. He did, he did really well for Derby as well the the year we got to um, to Wembley. Okay. Yeah, because he's he's stalled a bit his his career, which is a bit of a shame because I thought he would go on and, and sort of kick on a bit to be fair. Um, after the Huddersfield, but it's sort of not hundred percent sure what's what's happened with a lot of the moves, but seems to can't get out of that sort of can't seem to get a place down anywhere at the moment. Not sure where he is at the moment, being honest. Swansea, I think. All right, question number six. Uh biggest training ground bust that we've ever seen. Um, <laughs> um You've obviously just thought, or are you thinking, can I say? <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's a positive. It's a positive it's, it's, side. Oh, that's right. Oh, we've got one. We've got one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Luke Steele last week thinking Samuel. Oh, I've gone. No, I, I, I tell. I tell you two. One. One's just. One's just. One was a proper training ground buster. He was like Tommy Smith at Huddersfield and Jason Davidson. Um, I don't know if they didn't. They didn't like each other or or whatever. Um. And it, that was a proper like. I think a few punches were thrown, and it was broke up. And that, I don't know what it was over. Maybe like a bad tackle or something like that. Or um, I remember that. And then just last year, uh, it weren't that bad. It just it just made me laugh because I think Rafa Murray was on loan at um, on loan at Forest last year. He didn't he didn't pay a fine, and we got quite we had a quite close changing room. And you know if you don't pay your fine, it's it's not great. And in the end, I think uh, Ben Watson <laughs> nicked his watch, which I think was worth a lot of money, one that he got given from Wolves. And he nicked his watch and went, right, you're not having it back till you pay the fine. And he got proper kicked off. And uh, it was, uh, it, that, 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 that was quite funny because he, like, he was ripping down people's lockers. Like when they're all like, had the lock, proper locked up and everything and like little keep, he was trying to like rip them off the wall and stuff to, to get his watch. And, that was quite funny to watch, and he and we got paid in the end, fine. So, you know, we did get the money, so it was uh, it was worth it. And he got his watch back, so everyone was happy. Let's <laughs> imagine with a bunch of players that sat there as calm to say, "Look, just pay up." Pay yeah, up. yeah, that that's what it was. We were going, "Well, we're like, look, I understand you're angry about your watch, but once you send the money over to the, the fine, then you'll get your watch back. It's it's pretty simple." <laughs> and I think he was in a rush as well because he had to. He was he was international break and he had to get on a flight. And in the end, like he, he just had to like rush and pay the fine and he got his watch back. So it worked out well. 
but that made me laugh. Coming from, as we touched on earlier, coming from playing non-league as a like 16, 17-year-old lad going in, are you more accustomed to rare ups and that in the changing room? It's not, it's not as much of a shock, is it? Because you played with, played with looser lads, if that's if that's the term. Do you know what I mean? Where it's not, it's not, yeah. you're not accustomed to getting a bollock in. Yeah, no, to be fair, I think at that at that level, it's more. I think the opposition. There's mm. the the lads at the football like, It was never. I never had anything non-league wise in terms of, like our own teammates really having a big because I think most people are like just mates really. I always found with it like there's a lot more like opposition that you know. There's always quite a few games a season where people are throwing some slight digs, and then there's like I'm sure you you've seen it as well. Um, that's probably the big change. You don't obviously get fights on the pitch and corner flags being thrown at other players. Sure. There's <laughs> always you doing non-league. There's a lot of empty threats in non-league. I'm not sure if it's the same in professional football, but it looks like the amount of time here. Oh, fucking after the game, then. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot full time. You shape well played, mate. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that just because you've shit yourself? That's why. Yeah, <laughs> Hey, but whoever, whoever takes it after the game, you just think, what oh, fucking melon ears, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's def- definitely true. <laughs> definitely true. I used to just stand as far away as possible from anything, any sort of violence. Uh, I was absolutely zero use for any any sort of intimidation. <laughs> I love a push in the shove, but that's as far as it goes. <laughs> uh, question number seven. Best Christmas do you've been on? Probably just the the last the last two, nothing ridiculous. But we just we went to London no, last last year. We went to London and we had a, a lot of money fines, and I think the club also put a bit of money towards it. And um, it was like the best club in London. And we went Winter Wonderland on the Sunday, and it was fancy dress. And I think then some of us. Quite a few of us stayed out on the Sunday night as well, so it was just two days of just carnage, really. Um, but that was that was that was probably the best. And it was a good group of lads as well, um, and also got to witness Ben Benny get thrown um, off a stage by Michael Heppler, um, which I'm sure he hasn't. I don't know if you mentioned that, no, John. No, please please yeah, tell no. us more. Please tell us more. <laughs> So we sneaked, we had a little booth in Winter Wonderland and it's probably about six, five or six foot above the, the normal floor where everyone sits. And um, Benny come onto our table and sort of like had to drag him over a barrier to get it because you you, got, you had to have a wristband or something. Um, and the Sheffield lads, the Premier League, they can't quite afford it, like us championship lads. <laughs> so we've, um, so Benny's hoisted onto our table. Then after about, obviously, talking to us, there's like all the lads from last year, Benny. They were chatting and then Benny was like, right, I'm going to have to go, whatever. And then Hef, Michael Heffley is the strongest man in football. And then they're obviously good friends and stuff. He just, he literally went, all right, no problem. You're going to have to go. Picked him up and just launched him about, about six or seven foot off the floor. Benny just crumpled in a heap on the floor. Security guards come over and told Benny to stop messing around. Um, and then Benny just started walking, limping off. <laughs> Like a, like a broken man, and, uh, yeah. So that was a, that was a good highlight from that that, that Christmas stuff. All right. Uh, question number eight: um, Best non-playing member of staff you've worked with at the moment? Uh, Kitman. Um, his name's JP, and he just 
he's just he's he's good he's quite good at football as well. So he like does a bit of like joins in the uh, banter with the lads and all the lads love him. Um, he's like the like he loves the office and stuff like that. So we 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 have a lot of common common interests and, and whatnot. And he's just all round like good lad in the dressing room and everyone loves him. Like even like the assistants and stuff like that. And yeah, he's a he's a top top bloke. And I'll, if I ever moved, I'll try and get him a transfer to the next <laughs> club. <laughs> yeah, he's a good lad. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw an extra one in here. Um, it's it's a non-football related question, but I can't hear that reference and uh, I'm not let it go. Favorite office episode? I episode four because it's just, I mean, everything about it. Training day. Yeah. Um, I actually got on. We got a doctor who's from Portugal, and he's he's a really he's a really good bloke, and he and we speak quite a lot because also I'm learning Spanish, so it helps me, you know, talk a bit of lingo with him. And I got him watching it, and he's absolutely loving it. And he's just watched episode four, and he said it's like one of the best things he's ever seen. Um, he went so, yeah, that, it. <laughs> What's your favourite? It's got to be that, isn't it? Yeah, a training day class, like when he's when he, with the guitar and that. But uh, either that or one of the, like the second Christmas special, I like. Oh, okay, yeah. Just oh. just because it's like I've always been a Brent fan, so when it comes, it turns out all right for him. I like that. But training day, nah, really hearty moment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's nice though. Jerry's like, fuck yeah. off. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> fuck off, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah no, it, it, what a show, though. Unbelievable. Class. Yeah, Unbelievable. I like that. Anyway, if there's any football, any football fans still listening. <laughs> <laughs> You're just... Obviously, I've got my mates, so like people like Benny, um, Ben Watson, uh, even like Ryan Yates. All these people get on naturally. Obviously, you have such a good rapport with them that you find them funny because general conversation and you know you laugh at the same thing. So they're obviously funny. But in terms of I think like dressing room, Michael Heffley just just he's just mad. He just I, I, it's hard to say. Hard to say some of the things on a podcast that could be you know heard by more than five people. Um, is outlandish or witty or what? What's what is it? Just, just, he just does stuff like he's he's constantly naked in the dressing room for starters, and he will just physically bully people in a nice way. Obviously, to people who don't mind, who do obviously make he'll just make them feel very uncomfortable while he's naked. We'll put it that way, and it just doesn't matter to him and. It doesn't matter what the players, the captain or the top guy, like, he's just... And he goes out and he, like, does all the Christmas do's, like, all, no, never misses an hour there till the latest and doesn't drink a drop of alcohol. Um, and he's just got stories, like, he just goes on holiday by himself. Like, goes to... He went to Cannes in the summer by himself and just sat at a table and just speaks to everyone and finds himself on nights out and... He just, yeah, he just, he's a character. Very interesting. So, you can't give us any specifics. So, like, could you compare him to, like, like other footballers that you've heard stories about? Could you compare him to someone character-wise? I don't know, because a lot of it is (laughs) scenes of a sexual nature. (laughs) 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 
It's a, but even as I said, the Christmas do like no, I don't know any like he just picked bet like Benny was like, all oh, right, I need to need to get back to the chef you lads and that, and he just picked him up and just <laughs> chucked him over and just left him like and it just things like that and it's just you're just thinking like oh my god it is um, alcohol yeah and that yeah that's without alcohol um but he definitely doesn't need it because if he did have alcohol he'd probably be in prison so <laughs> it, <laughs> but he is a he is a, a great guy um and he gets on with everyone and he's uh in the dressing room he just makes me laugh like it doesn't matter what game he's involved. Like if he's involved in the first team squad, like he went to like Chelsea in the FA Cup, and all the first team lads arrested, and he was that like far out of the picture that he was on the bench for the game where like even all the young lads were playing, and like apparently he was in the dressing room like, come on lads, come on today's mass, and he just gives it everything he's got. Like, <laughs> so he like as a teammate, he's unbelievable and he's a good laugh. Uh, so yeah, all round uh, funny man and good guy. Quality. Um, right, this is a decent question. This one, I think. Dinner party with three other people from the football industry. Who and why? Should we just get the first one out of the way? <laughs> yeah. So it's like the uh, probably going to go Lionel Messi. Um, <laughs> stay, probably... on, stay on brand. <laughs> and I'll call you. I'll call you straight up so we can. <laughs> Put a mic yeah. in front of him. We don't yeah. even need to be there. We'll just drop the mics off. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just secretly record it and ask him loads of questions. You can pretend he's on the podcast. Um, Messi just to stare at him and just like touch him myself. Um, I don't think he'd be that interesting, to be honest, no. um, as a person. No. And it'd just be me sort of going, oh, you're great. Well done. <laughs> uh, well done. Remember that goal? And he's probably like, no, I don't really remember that. I'm like, oh, I do. <laughs> is that the reason why you're learning Spanish at the minute just so you can get into your dinner party I think so yeah just in case if I saw him on holiday on the off chance that I could just say a few words to him yeah. he'd be nice yeah. remember, um, remember that goal against Osasuna in 2002 <laughs> no I don't <laughs> I'll tell you about it don't worry uh, yeah, we need to get him as an official, official ambassador to get him as <laughs> podcast yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah uh, so probably him just for, to meet him um, yeah, uh, brilliant. Um, I'd probably go for Jurgen, probably Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, because I think from a footballing level, like from an actual tact, I'll, I'll, I'll do like tactics and things like that. From a footballing level, I think he'd be great. And I'd more probably be interested in Guardiola from tactical, but Klopp, I think Guardiola comes across a bit of a weirdo at times. And his interviews. For too many questions, he'd start like... Very abrupt, isn't he? Yeah. He, he looks a bit like serious. So I think Klopp would be a good... He'd be a good laugh. He'd have a few points and crack on and, and good stories. So Messi, Klopp and... Who else? Who else is there in the world? Who have the others said? Oh, no. Ben, Benny said Guardiola, didn't he? I remember that. Steely probably said three players from United. I can't. I don't think I got to the end. Steeler sounds like a right piss up. To be fair, he's got Maradona. Uh, <laughs> well, he actually picked four, didn't he? We went, which three? And he went, and then we picked three, and then went, and then finally, and I didn't even. Know <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. They so carry on. Barry Fry. Bar- Barry Fry. 
<laughs> yeah, he's there. He's trying to nick a deal at Peterborough, that's what I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The dynamic was mad of his three or four people. This spotted me, Venice. Who was it, though? It was a bit boring for me. Mm. Who was it? It was um, Beckham, yeah, Gary Beckham. Neville. No, Gary Neville didn't come in. Um, it was two managers, wasn't it? It was either Neil Warnock, no, Sam Allardyce. Yeah, he picked Guardiola as well. Sam Allardyce? He said Sam Allardyce. He changed Warnock for Sam Allardyce last minute. I'm sure he did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I uh, had Warnock over Allardyce. Yeah, it was it was very... I was thought, thought he was going to pick some obscure footballers. Like, like, for me, I'd go like Gaza... Like dead or alive, I'd go like Gaza, George Best. And, you know, yeah, I mean, oh yeah, dead or alive, yeah. Who would you? Who would you? Uh... I, I said I was going to say Paul Gascoigne. Um, I'd probably go Igor Stimak, who played for Derby. <laughs> <laughs> Paolo one shot. Paolo, <laughs> proper football fan here. Do you want to present the show with me? <laughs> Gregor's Razia. Goal of the name. We've got a great big pole to score our goal. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, who else is there? Yeah, you got like, I mean, that'd be an interesting bunch, wouldn't it? Like the people like Gaza, Mercer, and all them, the stories. Yeah, Mercer, um, Mercer, sorry. Yeah, 90s, 90s footballers probably weren't saying it because I feel like Paul Messi would be sat in the corner listening to Mercer and Klopp obviously can speak English. You're thinking, what the am I doing there? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I'll probably go. I would. I probably would go for one of them, like a Gaza or Mer, just from the days when they would drink. Probably Paul Merson actually, because I've also he's played with. He was manager of the few players I played with. So I've heard some interesting stories. So I'd probably get to that, the bottom of that. The famous Tuesday Club, isn't it, with the uh, the Arsenal players? Yeah, and all them, them sorts of sorts of people. Yeah, that, I think that'd be a good a good mix. Messi would obviously he would. He shouldn't really be in there, but if I would invite him, yeah, probably wouldn't come. That's good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last, uh, last but of course not least, because it's the most important question on our quest to get the the Messiah on the podcast, Lionel Messi. One person that you'd uh, you'd like to hear answer these questions. Who's the one the one player that you'd like to hear? We've got a lad, Pele. No, I call him Pele in training, Cafu. Sorry, it's Cafu. We've got all Brazilian <laughs> legends at Forest. Uh, we've got a lad called Cafu, and he's best mates with um, Andre Gomez, who was obviously at Barca for a few years. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, that's a decent chat. Um, yeah. That is a genuine connection. How good is his English, though? Because it's tough to get someone that don't know English onto the pod. And we're, yeah, and probably, I'll, no, no. From the messy thing, I'd... I'd you know, try and draw up something. Probably wouldn't be great on the podcast. Probably wouldn't have a clue what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah un- Messi related then. Who do you reckon would be an interesting, interesting listen to get on the pod? Um, I mean, jo- someone like Joe Wall is quite an honest. Joe Wall? Like, he, he, he likes a drink and he like, he's, he, he's a good, like, he's a good laugh, very honest and, and, Pretty open about stories and whatnot. Um, can tell a good story. Can tell a few good jokes. Ask yeah. him to do some of his jokes. Um, he's quite. I think he'd be quite good at, at interview. Not sure how many links with Messi he's got. Yeah. Um, we don't want to pee too soon, anyway. No, you don't. You've got to draw it out. That's it. Yeah, that's our five-year five plan. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, mate. Brilliant. Um, 
But yeah, that that would probably be my my guess. Did the others say anyone else? To be fair, Luke's, Luke Steele had a quite a strong link with Gerard Piquet. But he, meant, <laughs> he mentioned Gerard Piquet within about the first three minutes, not like right at the end when the question is. Yeah, I mean, he says strong link with Gerard. Right, he he what trained with him what twenty years ago. It's not a strong link, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, to be fair, he did I think PK. No, I don't think PK knows who he is. <laughs> right, just can I just make an announcement on half of the Getting Messy podcast? I agree with Luke Steele. We can't just have one footballer on, then get another one on, and kill the previous one. Because at some stage, footballers are going to stop coming on. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> we can't just keep killing other footballers. I might text to Steele and just say, "Do not listen to the next set of the podcast." Because <laughs> yeah. I've absolutely backed him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I think my link's better than Steve. I got, I got. There's more chance of my link, but you know, I like it. Because um, I've got, a pers- I've got a person I can actually speak to. His best mates with Andre. You know, he was at Barcelona what a year ago or two years ago, um, which is definitely better than Steely. Maybe knowing PK, <laughs> definitely doesn't. Um, but yeah, uh, in terms of next interview, yeah, maybe like a Joe Worrell. I mean, it's getting quite foresty, but yeah, I've I've got a few different ones lined up now because we we're scared of going down the forest. Well, I, well we're all not. I am. No, yeah. yeah, you've got a cape for all, haven't you? You got a cape. Yeah, you have. You have. Joe Lolly, have you have you enjoyed your uh, your spell on getting messy? Yeah, it's, uh, it's it has been enjoyable. I hope that you achieve all the goals set, and if you do, let me know because that'll be. <laughs> I want. To, I want to be involved somehow. You the third, the third presenter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll go over to Spain with you. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate you coming on, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's been uh, it's been really enjoyable. It's been emotional. Thank you very much, mate. <laughs> emotional. <laughs> Take care. See you later, mate. Thank you.